Welcome to Warren Upstage. I'm Lewis Kerman. And in case you're keeping track, this is episode 25. As of this recording, we're in the middle of autumn 2021. Halloween has come and gone, but I wanted to get caught up with what's been happening at the city's theater level. So I sat down with Greg Trascoma of Warren Civic Theater to talk about some of the upcoming shows. Our interview was recorded on October 27th, a little over a week before WCT's pending performance of Matilda, which has seen its fair share of postponements. We wouldn't have had much time to promote the show, unfortunately, so instead we decided to talk about what's in store for December. I asked Greg whether he had already held auditions for the next performance. We did. We just had auditions for Sherlock Holmes and the Case of the Christmas Goose, a live radio play for adults and teens. It was competitive auditions. You know, some of our shows, it's open auditions. Everybody who tries out gets a part. This wasn't one of those shows. This one was uh, competitive, and so uh, we had our auditions. We had a good turnout, and we have cast the thing. We, uh, we could do the show with, a, with eight actors according to the uh, publishers of the script. And we have a cast of 12. So we tried to expand where we could. And I'm happy with the way casting turned out. Our folks will be playing multiple roles. You know, we've got one Sherlock Holmes, and and uh, uh, and that's pretty much it. Even Dr. Watson is uh, sort of split between Watson in the time of the play, and also Watson serves as a narrator. And the way the publishing company advertises this show is uh, as a stage play that can also be done as a radio play. But the way Watson's role is written, it's not real clear if you're just listening to it from a radio standpoint of when he's narrating and when he's part of the action. And so made the executive decision to take the, generally the parts where he is in the present telling us what happened in the past, that that's an actor playing older Watson, and that we have uh, another actor playing Watson in the moment, uh, in the flashbacks, so to speak, and, uh, and a couple of places where Watson in the moment will also kind of overlap with present Watson and past Watson, and really kind of the way you would do it in a, in a movie. Right, only just vocally with kind of dovetailing one over on the top of the other. And they'll also be playing lots of different roles. There's like 30-some roles in the thing. Plus, it's the Christmas goose. We need a goose. We need, at some point, a horse shows up. And and, uh, and it's one of those kinds of shows. We picked it as our holiday play. Uh, usually, we're looking for something that's family-friendly, appropriate for audiences of all ages and that if you were to bring young kids to it they'd appreciate it and and the parents and the grandparents and, and people out on dates all kinds of audiences and this is you know usually when you think of Sherlock Holmes at least when I think of Sherlock Holmes I think of um, it's a bit brooding it's a bit sinister it's a bit foreboding and uh, uh, and back in the day particularly those movies like with with uh, Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce and and uh, more recent ones with Cumberbatch, yeah. Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. They were kind of dark, and this does not have darkness in it. It if it has darkness in it, it's comically dark, 
it's uh, it's not quite a spoof of Holmes or uh, even satire of it, but it's a much lighter. Is it, is it based on one of actual it is. It is. It's uh, based on Sherlock Holmes and the Blue Carbuncle, which is a precious gem. I, I, I thought it was a, a malady, <laughs> but it's... Uh, <laughs> it sounds like something you go see a doctor about. And uh, this guy, not Dr. Watson. <laughs> we chatted a little bit more about behind the scenes changes. And we're doing it uh, in a new space for the past... 10 years, we've pretty much done shows at the Warren Community Center in the auditorium. Big shows, medium-sized shows, and little shows. And we are doing this show in the Owen Jacks Recreation Center, a nine-mile road just east of Van Dyke. has a large gym upstairs, but downstairs is a room that feels more like a church basement. It feels like a, a a small cafeteria and it may very well have been in the past but we think it will work very nicely to be converted to a small intimate theatrical setting where we're planning on uh, audiences of in the neighborhood of about 100 and we, we do shows at the uh, the auditorium at the community center uh, giant musicals where you know the auditorium is packed standing room only jam-packed sometimes we turn people away uh, but we do other shows uh, a couple years ago, we did Hamlet. We did a nice production of Hamlet. We had what we thought were successful audiences. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to 150 people came to each performance. We ran it for a weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. But when 150 people show up at a 600-seat auditorium, it's pretty anticlimactic. It, just, it feels like a letdown, even though for our community pr production of Hamlet, we're like thrilled 150 people showed up but when three quarters of the seats are empty. And, and just the, the smaller cast, these smaller shows lend themselves to a smaller place, a smaller, more intimate kind of setting where the audience isn't so distant from the actors right. and the actors aren't spread out across such a, a large stage and acting in order to fill such a big space. Because no matter what, no matter how much we would encourage the audience, hey, come on down front, move up towards the stage. It will sound better, it will look better. There's always, my mom, my mom is one of the main culprits in the very back row on the aisle. I don't want to come all the way down the ramp. <laughs> but if you came down here, you would be able to hear the actors better and you would be able to see them. Yeah, but inevitably there's, there's uh, you know, 10% of the house is, 13 rows away and, and uh, anyway so the plan is we're going to do the show at Owen Jacks and convert that basement into a, a little theater a, a studio kind of theater we've got a long tradition of this kind of theater space in Detroit or you know if you think of like off off Broadway storefront theaters in Chicago or LA and we've got a few in Metro Detroit too so that's kind of the model this is I asked Greg how far along they were on the show since casting one of the, the, we're very early in the rehearsal process at this point. We've had, we've had one rehearsal. We had the casting, we had one rehearsal, and we're in the throes right now of getting our long COVID-delayed production of Matilda the Musical up on its feet. And so Sherlock Holmes is playing second fiddle, pun intended, to, uh, to Matilda. And 
once we open Matilda, then it'll be all hands on deck for Sherlock. And one of the fun things about this in particular, uh, not just seeing the actors playing multiple roles and doing various voice acting kind of things, but a lot of sound effects. The, the, the live Foley artist kind of thing happening and, and that tradition of radio show. So that should give the audience something fun to watch in addition to, you know, I'm gonna sit in a room and watch people talk into a microphone. And talking with the actors, it's gonna be one of the challenges for them is, you know, we're used to using space. We're used to moving around and, and gesturing and and uh, blocking and movement and, and, and that kind of thing. And that doesn't work well when your feet are kind of nailed down to the stage because the microphone is stationary. You don't want to gesture too much because you might hit it or your script is going to be on a music stand or on some sort of a lectern to, uh, to, to have the script in hand, so to speak. And so it's a, a different kind of challenge for the actors, but there should be a, a good amount of visual interest for the audiences there in attendance. And we're still trying to figure out if maybe this is something that we'll stream in the future or if we'll make a recording of it, but it should make sense to a listener. That's one of the challenges of working in adapting the script right now, is it's not 100% clear in the script. There's some sight gags described in the script. And it's like, uh, well, that, yeah. that, that's nice. The, the people in attendance will get that, but the people listening in will wonder, well, what did I miss? Then we got to talking about other changes to the holiday schedule. Yeah, ordinarily in December, we would have a couple things going on. We'd be doing some kind of a show, and we would be hosting Pancakes with Santa. No Pancakes with Santa this year. Dirty COVID. But uh, right after first of the year, the plan is to gear up for our usual, but uh, preempted the last, the last two springs by disease. Uh, usually in, in January, we have auditions for a youth and teen musical and performances in March. And the plan is to do that starting in January of 2022. Seems odd to say 22, but that's the that thing is coming up. There's like a lost year in there. And we'll be doing our traditional giant youth and teen musical. Everybody who tries out gets a part. Uh, ages seven to 18 years old. Believe we have settled on a title for what that is, but we have not yet publicly announced that. So uh, it will be a familiar title to audiences. Sometimes we we, uh, we pull some more obscure titles out of the hat, and uh, the things that we think would inter interest our audiences and challenge our actors yeah. and uh, and our production team. But this one will definitely be a familiar name. One of the challenges in finding a script for that youth and teen musical that everyone who tries out for gets a role is uh, commonly we get somewhere between 150 and 250 kids try out for this thing, and particularly if it's a well-known title. Sometimes with the well-known titles, we get over 300 people come and try out for this thing, and if you try out, you're in. So there's only so many titles that kind of meet that criteria. Uh, some of the ones that we've done over the years, we've done between our giant summer show, which is what the model was built on. For years, we just did a summer show, and then about uh, 11 years ago, we started doing around-the-calendar shows with youth teens and holiday shows and a variety of things. But uh, things like Disney's Beauty and the Beast is, uh, you know, you've got a whole castle full of enchanted 
things and you've got a whole town of people who want to grab their pitchforks and torches and go after the beast and uh, uh, things like uh, Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the Wizard of Oz. You've got all kinds of adventures all over the place. Right? Uh, Annie, all of New York City, all of the staff in Warbucks Mansion, a whole orphanage full of kids. And, uh, and I mention these titles because these are the ones that are also extremely popular, successful Broadway musicals, or uh, you know, sort of timeless classics. There are some other titles, and we get suggestions. Uh, things come across on the social media, or we get the emails, or people just say, hey, have you thought about doing this play? It's got a whole town in it. And uh, most of the time when folks bring that up, it's the, it's the title you've never heard of. We had, we had an advocate a few years ago for someone who was uh, very much into suggesting we do a musical called Plain and Fancy. You can't see it right now, but Lewis is rolling his eyes, going, I have no idea. I, I know my musical theater no, uh, quite a bit, and I, I do not know the plain and fancy. Nope. <laughs> As near as I can tell, plain and fancy is, uh, is sort of built on the Brigadoon model slash the Some Like It Hot model, where there's a couple of people who are hiding out from the law or hiding out for whatever it is they're, they're, trying, to, uh, they're trying to lay low either till the heat blows over or uh, because criminals are after them. And uh, in Plain and Fancy, it's uh, a couple of city guys who take refuge in the Amish community, somewhere in Pennsylvania, I think it is. In the, it's been a while since I looked at the script. And uh, it's a musical comedy, so uh, comic mayhem ensues. And there's a barn raising on stage, and there's all kinds of things that happen. And there's plenty of opportunity for everybody, adults, teens, kids, babies, grandparents, everybody, right? Um, but part of the challenge of finding those scripts is finding something that both suits the needs of our cast, which this title would do, uh, but also suits the needs of our audience and is a script that people want to come and see. <laughs> and so... Uh, there aren't a whole lot of scripts that meet that criteria. So that's always a challenge. Uh, but every year it seems like one or two new plays gets released. Disney's been very prolific in taking their, their giant catalog of animated stuff and turning it into a Broadway musical and figuring out a new way to milk that cow. And, and generally those titles uh, have benefited us because they, they tend to be uh, well-known. Uh, they've got good music, they've got classic stories, and uh, generally they've got a cast of thousands. We've done uh, Aladdin and Frozen and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Mary Poppins, we've done, we've done Mary Poppins a couple times, both with the adults and with the kids. Off the cuff, I'd mentioned how there's been a growing trend of turning movies into musicals. A few off the top of my head came to mind, the, the producers, Hairspray. More recently, I've seen Pretty Woman being advertised. And with the former two, their success on Broadway got translated into yet another movie, but now based on the Broadway show. Well, it used to be the model was that there would be a, a novel or a play, and it would get made into a musical, and then it would get made into a motion picture. Right. That, was, that was kind of the model, but in recent years, it's been motion pictures 
getting made into because there's a built-in audience. People know the story. They know what's happening there. And, and whether it's uh, an existing movie musical, uh, Mary Poppins was not a stage play. It was a Disney motion picture musical that they adapted to the stage, and uh, it's been tremendously successful. And there's all kinds of, of, of things, and uh, it's going to continue to happen as long as it's... Uh, it's a known, marketable brand name with an audience already built right into it and people who know and love the characters and uh, wouldn't be surprised. We'll see what happens with uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, Harry Potter author, has a hit show, uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Big hit in London, big hit in New York. Eventually that'll get licensed out to there'll be a national tour and there'll be locally licensed productions, professional and university and community productions all around the world. And at some point I would imagine it will be Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the musical. And they'll figure out a way to run all those people through the turnstiles again. Yeah. It's it's going to be a trend. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I say a trend. I, it's going to be a... No, you're right. It's, it's going to be a trend for better It's, it's going to be a business model. It is a business model and will continue to be. And, uh, and especially with the advent of all the different streaming services. Looking for content. Now call me old fashioned, but I did reveal to Greg how hard it's been for me to find a silver lining in this new trend of brands re-releasing new treatments of old stories. Well, he had this to say. I have to say the, the silver lining I found in this is that there's been some really well-made, high-quality recordings of Broadway musicals okay. and yeah. released to a wider audience. That yeah. what they did with Hamilton. Ordinarily, in the past, when they've when when you've seen stage plays that have been recorded, mm. so much is just lost in the the distance between the, the camera and the screen and the doers and the watchers. But, but they did a terrific job of translating a live stage production of Hamilton into a recorded piece of art for home viewers. And they also, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it, the recording they made of Come From Away. Okay. Do you know Come From Away? This is the musical. Uh, this is a musical of September 11, 2001, in a little town in Newfoundland called Gander, okay. where all the planes that were basically over the Atlantic put down, first place they could find land, right. was a uh, mostly retired airstrip there, but it was the only airstrip that was long enough to take the big planes. Mm -hmm. And this little town of uh, a, a few thousand people immediately had their population like tripled oh, wow. okay. uh, in an afternoon. Yeah. And then the planes didn't leave for days. Oh, and, and anyway, it's been made into a very successful Broadway musical. Okay. Huh. And they... Uh, just before the 20th anniversary of the events, made a terrific recording of Broadway production of the thing in the same kind of model as uh, what they did with Hamilton. And hopefully there's more of that kind of content coming down the pike and being able to sort of capture what happens in a theater yeah. and bring it into your house or bring it to your phone. December 17th, 18th, and 19th, Warren Civic Theater will present Sherlock Holmes and the Case of the Christmas Goose, a radio play. 
As you heard, this performance will be happening at the Owen Jacks Recreation Center, located at 8207 East Nine Mile, north side of the road, east of Van Dyke. For ticket information, you can go to their website, warrencivic.org, or email them at warrencivictheater, that's theater spelled T-R-E, at gmail.com. Special thanks to Greg Trescoma for taking the time to stop at the office, and to the cast and crew of Sherlock Holmes Break a Leg. This episode of Warren Upstage was written, produced, and edited by Lewis Kerman, and that would be me. Warren Upstage is a production of My Warren. To hear more of our podcasts, visit mywarren.org. That's M-I-Warren.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>